This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies, like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hello and welcome to another edition of Nerdificent. I'm one half of your host, Danny Fernandez. If he is actually out today, uh, he is working on a TV show. Um, I guess that's what happens now that we are successful people in this town (laughs) we are trying to work with our schedules um and we will figure that out we will figure that out uh so that we're not tiktoking and taking turns wait tiktoking was the wrong verb to use there that's the act that the kids are doing that voice is claire max who is joining me today (laughs) Hello. hello to talk about the sims i'm so excited what was your, yeah, so we're just going to hop right in. We're also going to be joined by Christopher Smith Bryant, who was on our LGBTQ uh, gamer episode. But um, The Sims, The Sims, <laughs> this was my, this was like fan fiction come to life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. A and lot I of felt people like, live out their fantasies. Oh, a thousand in percent. The <laughs> a thousand percent. What, like, when was your first memory of when you got your hands on a game so I definitely I've played every single iteration of this game since the first one so I played one two three and now four I was literally playing it last night um so I it came out and I think the first one came out in 2000 so I would have been like 13 I guess okay yeah um but before that I played SimCity and I played like other simulation kind of games like Roller Coaster Tycoon and oh totally Roller yeah, Coaster Tycoon which yes. I freaking I and I still play Planet Coaster which is like the big brother of Roller Coaster Tycoon <laughs> now um but so I really like those kind of games because I'm terrible at anything that involves like combat or any kind of like oh yeah totally I'm so bad at those so I always really liked the kind of just like simulation games that are chill and you can just like hang out so I definitely remember playing the first one and spending way too much time just building my house and then not even really playing, just just building houses. Like, yeah. that's most of what I did. So, I mean, it is fascinating because, like, you know, Minecraft is so big, but, like, mm-hmm. that was the starting point, yeah. you know, for people wanting to build, for, like, building games really taking right. off. Yeah, before that, I just built houses with Legos. So, like... Yeah, to- no, absolutely. <laughs> virtual. It's the virtual version of that. Um, For me, I was largely into, like, animated cartoon mm-hmm. games, like uh, Aladdin oh, yeah, on Sega yeah. Genesis. Mm-hmm. and like the Lion King game. I had that mm-hmm. like a CD-ROM of the Lion King game. I had a few of those um, Disney games. Too, yeah, yeah, the Disney games. And then of course I was super into Mario and later Mario 64. Mm-hmm. Um, mine were like, I guess we, I don't, like the cutesier games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The animated ones. I definitely played those too. I played a lot of the girly like girly type of games. I had one that was, um, it was a Barbie game, but it was just literally just Barbie makeovers and you just put like yes. different haircuts. Oh my gosh, and, yes, I remember that. And so The Sims is also like a grown up version of that, oh, right? Oh, totally. Because you just sit there and make your Sim for like hours. Yes. Yeah. And and speaking of making Sims, we now have <laughs> my lovely friend, Christopher Smith Bryant, joining Hi. us. I'm sorry for being late. No, it's it's chaotic here. We are all it's very Hollywood busy. It's Hollywood at 5.30. Yes, like, we're, all, we're all, 
all well, and it's right before. It's weird because this is right before Pride, and mm-hmm. it's right before E three. So for me, it's like the worst week of my life. Oh no, I hear you. I like have a book signing after this that I just found out about today. Oh, I was like, no. oh, sh- oh, I, oh, it's today. It's today. Um, So we're all coming together to talk about The Sims. (laughs) So my name's Christopher Bryant. I don't know if you need an intro, but yeah, I work for LA Gamers, which is a nonprofit. We held like PlayStation's first E3 after party. So when Danny was talking about talking about The Sims, I was like, this is perfect up my alley. Yeah. 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 When was your, we're just talking about like your first introduction. When do you first remember getting your hands on this game? Oh, I got it when it first came out. I was like, I was immediately, my dad, I remember, saw the poster for it. And I've played SimCity. Like, I was a huge Will Wright fan. I think I even played, like, he had, like, an ant simulator game. I remember that. You do remember (laughs) that. that. So I was, like, really, I remember my dad saw the box, and I got it, and I was just obsessed immediately. Yeah, so I guess we should tell people that have never played The Sims, essentially, what it was. <laughs> Who are they? Who has never seen the Sims. it? Have you lived? Um, well, yeah, so it did come from William Wright, uh, who is a video game designer and co-founder of the former game development company Maxis. And uh, they created SimCity, which is kind of what brought him to prominence. And then after, and SimCity had many different iterations, later renamed SimCity Classic. That was a city-building simulation video game and that actually released in 1989. Wow. So that was, Wait, that what? Yes, so that was old. way before all of this. Oh my God. Makes me feel so the so game old. focuses on players operating as a mayor whose task is to build up the city um, providing basic transit links, uh, power, simplistic services for for residents, it was and then hard, yeah, it was really hard, yeah, 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 yeah. And same along the lines of we were talking about Roller Coaster Tycoon, um, but like Roller Coaster Tycoon was easy. Sim yeah, City was Sim like City was hard. I was like, this is stressful. I should just have a job. Like yeah. I could just work. <laughs> yeah, it really was stressful. But then we had The Sims, which was the first game in the series. So it was developed by Maxis and published by Electronic Arts. Did, so did EA, did they publish it from the beginning? Do you know that? It was released for Microsoft Windows in February oh. of 2000. Um, and essentially, so now you're playing as the virtual people of this city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why do you think people gravitated towards Sims that it is still so prevalent? I read a thing online that, equated it to like playing house like when you're a little kid you play house you know what I mean and it's that kind of thing I guess it's like a pretend life but you can kind of do whatever you want it's sort of open-ended it's funny that you say that because the original name like the project name for the sims was called dollhouse originally oh I didn't know and uh so the creation of the sims happened when Will Wright went through a house fire and he was having to like save things, redesign things. And he was like, really, I don't know if you have, is it okay to talk about this? Sure. Yeah, okay. So he, I'm a huge fan of him. So he created um, this idea of like how he had this primal need to figure out which furniture he needed, how to redesign a house. And that became kind of the basis behind The Sims was was this need. So he was like creating this, uh, originally the game was called Dollhouse and everyone hated it. Like they were like, this is so stupid. Like who would like this? And when they showed it at E3 years ago, there was like a line because they had this Max had this small little booth and there was a line like that was so crazy. It was going around to other booths like people were like, this is unreal. Mm -hmm. So no one really believed in it until it was first shown. And I think that you're right. It became like almost like a like the game Second Life. Where exactly, like, which I also play. I've had an account for 17 years in Second really? Life. Really? Yes. <laughs> what is? Can you tell me the difference between the two? Um, the biggest difference is that Second Life has absolutely no. There's no. There's nothing that you ever have to do in Second Life. So you okay. don't have to eat. You don't have to deal with like any kind of life needs. You can literally just do whatever you want. And you there are ways to like play it so that you can create. You know, role-playing scenarios are like objects. A lot of people do role-playing in in um, Second Life. Is Second Life online where you're talking yeah. to other people? So it's it's kind of like um, if you've heard of IMVU, but Second Life is better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it's like, so Second Life is more of like a role-playing game where, like an online role-playing game, mm-hmm. and The Sims is more like a simulation. Is that yeah, kind of the difference? Yeah, it's, it's, Second Life is weird because it's, it's really hard to describe. It's not even necessarily a game. Mm-hmm. It can be a chat room. It can be a role-playing game. It can be, yeah, any kind of, really hmm. whatever you want. Like, I used to be a vampire in Second Life, so I was part of a vampire clan, and you, like, actually had to find other people to, like, 
feet on or else you would wait does that mean that you're ruining somebody else's second life (laughs) no so they they had to be a willing participant you had to have consent to to feed on them but like um yeah but it was like that kind of thing you could choose to be a vampire you could choose like there are people who are furries or like it's and you the you have so much more freedom over creating your avatar even more so than you do in the sims because you don't have to be human Hmm. you could be anything or anyone that you want um, Has The Sims ever gone off of humans, or is it always? Humans? They do have aliens, and they have okay. vampires now. They've okay. added expansions yeah. where you can do that, and yeah. Um, yeah, it is cool. It is cool to see the progression of the Make a Sims from like mm-hmm. The Sims one to now. Because now, I mean, as as someone that's LGBT, like you can now have transgender characters mm-hmm. in The Sims Four, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah, they. I remember they made an option where they're like, actually, any clothes option is available for any. Yeah, character. they didn't. They used to filter them by like masculine or feminine clothes, and now they give you that option, but it doesn't matter. You can wear whatever you want. Yeah, and they also do the thing where um, you can choose like male or female for your sim, but is an option in the create a sim to choose whether your sim can get pregnant, whether they can get other sims pregnant. And even like their voice and the way that they walk, you're not limited by their gender. So if you like, you can have a female sim with a deep voice or a male sim with a high voice or like any combination that you want, which is really cool. Just like how people are in real life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. I, I wanted to go back to Will Wright because like y'all said, he so he lost his home during the Oakland firestorm of 1991. This is really fascinating because in our Lego episode, um, Ole Kirk Christensen, who created Lego, also lost his home in a fire. This is bizarre because wow. I'm obsessed. You know me, Danny. Yes, like, I'm you're obsessed, obsessed with Lego. Yeah. I'm obsessed with The Sims. I also had a house fire. What? what? So <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying I am a prodigy. What? I'm a prodigy. Illuminati yeah. like necessary for, oh my gosh, this is like all of y'all's superhero backstory. We're like is both that... on the spectrum and went through a house fire. So yeah. then just become obs- obsessed with Wait, things. Okay, so, so now okay. I can say I knew you before you created like the next big game. Yes. <laughs> but you are obsessed with building like you, I am, what, you, I, your place is covered in lego danny's been to my house it's yeah it's disturbing like there you can't there are legos everywhere and giant buildings and stuff i'm obsessed with that was my another huge part of the sims was like it's weird because it is simulation it's like you're you're kind of almost like a little bit of second life where you're living vicariously through these people a little bit but also it's just a building app it's a yeah. great he one of the biggest inspirations for The Sims were just like at the time uh, architecture tools. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's what it seems like. Yeah. I know people who use it to literally like plan how they're going to decorate their their house in real life. You know, you build your house in The Sims and like, oh, what would look nice in this room? And right. you can just like plan it out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Wright said he stated The Sims was actually meant as a satire of U.S. consumer culture, <laughs> which is funny because you can like buy things. Yeah. In it, right? You can. I mean, they use this, what is it called? Simoleon? 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 Simo- yeah. I can't say it. <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce it. And you, you listen to even the music, and it's very like, uh, would you say like 1950s it housewife? Is. Yeah, it has that feeling of like old timey elevator music yeah. almost. But like happy, peppy, like homemaker. Is it very marvelous, Mrs. Maisel? <laughs> kind of. Kind of, but very American consumer like. And it does okay. kind of parody the thing of like, you want new things. You have these people mm-hmm. that their needs and their happiness determine. Like, it's very 1950s American. It is. Yeah. It's okay. very like, even like your sim will be happier if they're in a room that's nicely decorated or like right. you buy them a new item or something. Well, this is fascinating because he said that he took, um, a couple of things. One was ideas from the 1977 architecture and urban design book, A Pattern Language, but also American psychologist Abraham Maslow's 1943 paper, A Theory of Human Motivation, hmm. and his hierarchy of needs, and Charles Hempton Turner's Maps of the Mind to develop a model for the game's artificial intelligence. Wow. So kind of like what you were saying, like they might be happier in a room full of people. They might be happier if it's decorated nicely. Mm-hmm. They're like going off of what would actually motivate people, and that's what they put into the game. Yeah, and wow. you do have like your basic needs, like you have um, hunger, bladder, energy, social, and fun, and you have to like – before you can do anything else, you have to, like, make sure that, you know, you're, which is the, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs thing. Like, you basic needs first, and then, like, you build up to other types of needs. Uh, so The Sims is one of the, actually, the most uh, progressive games in the sense that I remember uh, it was, like, one of the first things where you could have a dude woohoo with another mm-hmm. dude, you know, it's so girl. funny that they call it woohoo. Woohoo. But, <laughs> yeah, wait, can you explain to people what woohoo is? You don't know. Um, woohoo is intercourse. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
And uh, I remember that was my introduction to gay sex. Um, really? Was it was one of the first things where I was like, wait, 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 there's a dude you who can, can woohoo with another dude. <laughs> and I remember when, because it was a thing, no one knew the rules of it. It's not like they had clearly defined rules at first. Mm-hmm. Like I remember people playing the game and realizing, oh, you can lock this person in a room and burn them on fire. Like, yeah, it was God. also weird and mysterious. It was a sandbox. I don't yeah. think even the developers knew everything that you could do in the game, maybe. But yeah, woohoo. I mean, it was a huge deal because that's why it had a teenage rating is that mm-hmm. there were some sexual things about it. To be clear, you never see it. It's, you it's know, like, it's blurred. <laughs> but yeah. the fact that there's even implications and there's the like almost a real world type blurring. Mm-hmm. Like it remember it looked when you get a lot naked, like, like when you take a shower, you're just you're naked in the shower, but it's like just pixels but, over like yeah. the middle, the, you know. But at the at the two thousands, early two thousands, people were like, Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, it's oh, of course. Also remember it was like Big Brother was really in was yeah. like right. coming in mm-hmm. and that like Sims and Big Brother was like paired for me. Yeah, I guess it was kind of also like the dawn of the reality TV show kind yeah. of era. Like, watch other people live their lives. Here's, you know. It makes, it came out in a perfect time because yeah. it was right during Big Brother. It also makes sense because it had such a long development period why it took, it, it came out the perfect time, you know, and it took that yeah. long for people to get on board. Uh, so you were talking about sandbox games, and just to clarify for people what that is, mm-hmm. it's where the player has the ability to create, modify, or destroy their environment, and also there's no, like, they, they lack any defined goals, typically. Yeah. yeah, so like Second Life would definitely be like a pure sandbox game, right, where you don't have to do anything if you don't want to, you just have the option to. Um, Sims definitely has the sandbox element in terms of like the building and the creating kind of thing, but then yeah. there's also like the gameplay. Yeah, I would say the earlier versions of The Sims were almost more sandboxy in the sense yeah. that it was just a simulation, and you would see people literally destroy the the environment mm-hmm. almost. But yeah, that's that's it. I would definitely call it like a sandbox simulation. Now it's turning a little bit more into a role playing game. Would you yeah. say that a little bit? Actually, so the newest expansion that just came out that I was like literally playing last night um, is called Strangerville, and it's oh. really unique for The Sims because it's the first one that actually has. Um, like a, a role play storyline that you can play. Mm. So the game has um, in in this expansion, there's like a mystery in the town that you need to solve. Like townsfolk are acting really weird, and there's like all these strange plants around. And you can you have the option. You can just play normally if you want to, but you have the option to give your Sims like the aspiration that they want to solve the Strangerville mystery. And you can like get different like basically quests they're not they don't call them quests or anything and at no point do you have to do anything okay you can go as far in it as you want or not but you have the option to like talk to townsfolk and learn things and go find items and like you know you'll you'll talk to one guy who's like well i can you know give you a key card to the secret lab if you'll bring me xyz amount of things like very much like a role-playing kind of game yeah, with the expansions, they've kind of gone off from just being a simulator to just doing like, and there's also all of these other things mm-hmm. and vampires. And know? vampires yeah. and aliens and ghosts. So The Sims, the original game that came out in 2000, by March 2002, had sold more than 6.3 million copies worldwide, surpassing Myst as the best-selling PC game in history at Crazy. the time. Wow. Yeah, and it came with many expansion packs. Mm-hmm. So we have to take a really quick break and and then we're going to hop back into The Sims right after this. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. 
Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind, so you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. And we're back. I did want to say another stat about this. So the success of The Sims has resulted in Guinness World Records awarding the series numerous world records, including, as of 2017, most expansion packs for a video game series and best-selling PC game series with a sales estimate ranging from 36 to 50 million units, which I'm sure is only climbing at all times. Oh, yeah. So while we were on break, Claire, you were telling me about some of the compilation videos that you can watch on YouTube. Oh, yeah. I guess it kind of revealed a little bit of like a sadistic side of humanity because people are obsessed with finding creative ways to kill their sims. Like yeah. different different kinds of things that you can do. It, One, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, what's the worst way that you've killed your sim? So I personally don't like to kill my sims. I get too attached to them. But yeah. one of the ones that I watched on YouTube, which I thought was like crazy, is you have to go to a fish shop. Like out in the, out in the world, you have to go to a fish shop. And you have to have zero cooking skill and you have to buy a recipe for pufferfish nigiri. And then you have to make the pufferfish nigiri. And if you have zero cooking skill and you make pufferfish nigiri, it will be deadly to anyone who eats it. <laughs> so I watched a girl who threw a dinner party. She made the pufferfish nigiri and killed every one of her guests. Like the red the- wedding, basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and then she just had like a line of – because when, when you die in The Sims, the Grim Reaper oh. literally shows up and like takes your soul away. And then you get an urn of like the dead Sim. So she literally had just like a line of urns of all the people who were at her dinner party. <laughs> oh my gosh. What about you, Chris? I I mean, my I accidentally killed a sim once. And I remember like in a house fire and for some reason they couldn't escape. But it's because someone was doing something weird around the door. Like there's like a weird. They're also really stupid. Yeah, they are really <laughs> stupid. Smart. I mean, but obviously I remember this was before YouTube was out. I remember putting someone in a pool <laughs> and then there was like no ladder to get mm-hmm. out. And I was like, wait, what? Wait, they're yeah. just gonna they're just gonna drown. There's okay, they they're gonna drown. Out. Like oh, I was yeah. like and then I like I lost them and I remember just being like, What? So they actually people were so obsessed with like putting people in pools and taking out the ladders that they made it in the newest version of the game that they can now climb out of the pool without a ladder. So if you wanna kill your sim in a pool, you have to like build a fence around Ugh. the pool. <laughs> That's so weird. There was another video I saw of a girl, she was annoyed that her like teenage daughter sim was ordering pizza too much. So she trapped her in a room that was like literally just a pool with a a single square in the middle of the floor with a long table on it. And at the very end of the long table, she put a pizza. (laughs) And the only place that the Sim could stand to get out of the water was on the far end of the table away from the pizza. So she could like look at the pizza, she could smell the pizza, but she could not reach the pizza. No, that's the <laughs> most torturous thing ever. Yes, it's and- such a like I I can imagine that psychology professors yeah. like study what people do with their Sims. Yeah, this is so. This reminds me of that like college experiment or whatever where they like the Stanford gave- prison. One? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, exactly that. Like once you're in power, how quickly you turn. Right? It's a little bit frightening. It is frightening, but I, I've I, always tried to keep my Sims and my Tamagotchis alive. Right. I yeah. just want to put it out there. Well, I don't think the developers really intended it to be that sadistic. I don't I think don't... so. No, I, I guess that's just. Do you think that it's fascinating? They gave you the ability to kill them at all. I guess if they wanted to make like a life simulator, right? They have to have that kind of element of like you got to keep them alive or there's consequences, kind of thing. But I don't know if they intended for people to exploit it that to, much. for murder. Well, in the very first game was very much like it's such a role playing game now. But mm-hmm. I feel at the at the the very first in The Sims Two, which were the ones that were mainly developed by Will Wright. Mm-hmm. Um, they were much like like you would just like develop things and just watch things happen. You know what yeah. I mean? A little bit more. Yeah. And I don't. Th- I think they didn't really know exactly. Like now, it's the game is informed by what people do. Mm-hmm. But at the time, they had no idea how people would just react to this sandbox. Right, and it was similar to what you were talking about before. Is it didn't really come with instructions, so you didn't know until you started playing. Like how necessarily? Like they, your sim might die, and you'd be like, "Well, why they die? They had food. They had you know whatever." And you may not know. I remember one time I was playing The Sims 
2, and there was an expansion for it called Strange Town, which is kind of like the Strangerville that they have now. Yeah. And I had a male sim, and he got abducted by aliens, which I did not know could happen. <laughs> he got abducted by aliens, and he came back, and he was pregnant with an alien baby, <gasps> and he gave birth to an alien baby. And I was like, well, I didn't know you could do that. But they had to put real life stuff in there. Uh-huh. So that's real, yeah, real life stuff. thing. That really happens. <laughs> Let's talk about Simlish, yeah. their language. Yeah, so, oh God, I can't remember. It was developed actually in another game first, but it's a mixture. Like, Will Wright's a genius. Like, he actually. Oh, Simcopter. 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 It I was, had that one too. <laughs> it came I out don't remember S- Simcopter, actually. <laughs> but and Simcoaster as well. He, like, he did. It wasn't like they're just like, Uga Raga Gua. Like, he wasn't. He actually listened to multiple languages and tried to develop some sort of, like, mixture between them. And that's how he came up with with Simlish, at least originally. That's fascinating. Uh, which is crazy to me. Like, this is crazy yeah. that his mind would think that. There yeah. is, I mean, there is a pattern to the things they say. Like, I know Dag Dag is hello. They say Dag Dag for hello. Yeah. Um, but there is like a pattern. So it's not just like random gibberish. Like, you'll notice repeated phrases, mm-hmm. but no one really knows what those phrases mean. <laughs> My favorite thing is when they have a tie in with a Sims game and a pop star. I don't know if you like, they did oh, one yeah. for Lily Allen. I think they did one for Katy Perry or something like that. But they do tie ins. And then they'll have the pop singer have to sing their song in, in gibberish. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And those are really enjoyable to randomly watch. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So one of Wright's biggest concerns while developing The Sims was that giving the characters actual dialogue would have gotten extremely repetitive. Because even if Wright were able to fit five CDs worth of voice clips in the game, players would eventually start hearing the same voice clips over and Mm -hmm. over again. So he found that this problem persisted even if he was using Navajo or Estonian. But because the gibberish of Simlish was so far removed from any existing human language, it was very difficult for players to find repeats in it. So the Mm -hmm. team went out to record hundreds of voice clips in Simlish each with their own unique cadence. That's something interesting because we, the way that we talk has a certain cadence that's different than them mm. um, and emotional nuance. Wright wanted the player to be able to tell whether Sim is feeling flirtatious or upset or laid back or tired based entirely on their tone and tempo. That's yeah, and they he was really smart in the sense that he developed this game to be shipped to every country. Like I remember mm-hmm. they were saying, there was someone saying that it was a parody of American. And he's like, well, it's more like American TV culture than American 1950s culture. Right. Because he's like, I wanted when people were going through that they would get this whatever culture they were from. So it's cool that he even made, like you said, it's like the cadence. It's universal. Or, yeah, it's universal. Yeah. Yeah. Every, I mean, it is kind of Americanized TV culture or Westernized TV culture, but every culture that play the game would get it. Another cool thing is that you can actually talk to Alexa in Simlish and she'll what? answer. Yes. I hope I'm blowing y'all Sims people mind. You are. I knew you could talk to her and um, speak to her in Pikachu, but I did not know you could speak to her in Simlish. Well, you can you can speak to her in Simlish and she'll translate it for you. That's amazing. That makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't. I don't like speaking to normal people, let alone oh a, my a Alexa robot. I know. I unplug her so much. She's. Oh, mm. I don't like when she goes off when I'm when I'm not talking to her. Yeah, you're like accidentally press listening. the button. And it's like <laughs> you're speaking in Simlish or whatever, and you're like, I'm just trying to get through my day. Oh, okay. So it looks like the Black Eyed Peas also provided music translated into Simlish. Amazing. Man, I that's remember my that. goal now. That's awesome. Okay, I'm be not a, a singer. Be, yeah, be a pop star I first. I did make a sim of you. You did? <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't oh. even... We'll, we'll upload it. We'll yeah. upload it when this is... Re- yeah, we'll upload it this week. Um, you did make a sim of me. I, so Claire, one of her specialties is that she's really good at like dead-on making really? sims of people. I try. I try my best. It's actually really hard to um, yeah. make a sim of someone you know, especially because you're like, oh no, what if they... <laughs> What if they hate it? What if they're like, that's what you think I look like? Like, you know what I mean? This reminds remember like the Dove commercial? Like where they're like, I'm so ugly. And then Dove's like, no, but here's an artist strong you. You're beautiful. You know what I mean? That's why I feel like Danny's going to see. You. You're beautiful. She's going to see the sim of me. She's going to be like, I'm gorgeous. Oh, I remember you gave me like you good highlight. highlight. Yeah, she yeah. gave me like solid highlight on my cheeks, which is a thing that I always tell my makeup artists. Like, I want glow. I want the glow. Um, so Chris, you were saying that YouTube kind of brought back or brought more popularity with the Sims. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's, it's weird how now gaming is not like now gaming, not just with YouTube, but Twitch and everything. Yeah. Twitch. It's, yeah. You have to watch it, but YouTube, especially cause that was the YouTube era. 
it was like, whoa, 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 wait, you're doing this with your sim? I didn't even know you, like people mm-hmm. were seeing things that they didn't even know were possible through YouTube videos. And then, I mean, even became like, there's a huge, huge market. I'm guilty of this. I am at the point now in my life where I don't have the time to play The Sims as much, but I would love sometimes to just get high and watch people build houses. Oh my on god, the Sims. speed builds! I love it. I oh, love it so much. Speed builds and it's just so relaxing. It. My OCD, like I'm just like, oh my god, this house is absolutely perfect. I love watching speed builds. Yeah, and it's like that. People are you can be so there's an unending amount of creativity to like what people can make, even just using the stuff that comes with the game, like not even including you know custom items and stuff, just like. People blow my mind all the time with what they can make. So let's talk about Sims 3. So this is really fascinating. The game is set 25 years prior to the original game. Mm -hmm. That to me is just interesting that they were like, and now we're in the future. There's also an expansion for Sims 3 called Into the Future where you can literally like travel further in time into the future. And it's it's so like Jetsons and... I have actually awesome. a question. What is your favorite Sims? Uh, sorry, it's a little bit. It's going to get back on topic. What is your favorite Sims game? Um, I, I honestly think four is my favorite just because really? I really liked um, two as well. And two is like the one I played the most when I was a kid. But I think what I like about four is that everything I ever wished you could do in a Sims game, you can kind of do now. And so it's sort of like, yeah. wow, I have I have everything I want. The f- the fourth one. Oh wait, it says the second one is also aged twenty five years after the original game. That doesn't make sense. I think the the second one was aged after the original game, like as far as like the the people, like as the, the actual goth- Sims in the neighborhood and everything. They're twenty five years oh, old. Right. And is the third one a prequel to the first game, or is the fourth I one a prequel? Think- the no, the fourth one is the fourth one takes place in like present day, as okay. far as I know, because they do have like cell phones. And, and the stuff. third one's a prequel to Sims yeah, One. Yeah, yeah, because they have the technology that even they have in the game is like a little older. So I'm weird in the sense that the Sims, I don't know, the Sims Three was one of my favorites because you yeah. can just like the like now in the Sims Four, you click on a new lot, you have to load, you have to click on whatever. That's true. And the Sims Three, I feel like, was kind of the perfect balance from the original development team to the new development team, where mm-hmm. it was. But then the Sims Two, the Sims Two was like Will Wright's baby. Like I think that was his last yeah. game before Spore. And it had all that like charming. Oh, I loved Spore too. But it had all that like charming weirdness that, that you some can't of it is get lost without now. Will Wright. Yeah. Like you, there's just something about him where it's like his involvement, like The Sims 2, is just like you can't get that without yeah. him. Yeah, there's just yeah, like the quirkiness that's like very specific. So I don't know the, how to describe it. The Sims 2 included things, game features such as like clear days of the week mm-hmm. with weekends when children would stay home from school and vacation days when adults could take time off from work. Mm-hmm. Like we said, it was set 25 years after the first game. So for instance, the Goth family has aged significantly with Bella Goth. Do you remember? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Mysteriously vanishing, dying at some point in the 25-year period. She's Um, back now. She's a vampire. That makes sense. (laughs) That actually, trajectory, makes perfect sense. That's why she disappeared, Mm -hmm. and now she's alive again. And then, so moving on to Sims... Four. I actually have a quick question. Oh, sure. Again. Yeah. No, please. Who's your favorite non-playable, or I shouldn't say NPC, but who's your favorite like oh sim that's been developed? There are so many of them now. I always love to hate Nancy Landgrab. Everybody oh hates gosh. Nancy Landgrab. Oh. She's like the landowner of the Sims, and she's yeah. like the one who will evict you if you like don't pay your rent on time or don't pay yeah, your bills. She'll turn off your power. But she's a <laughs> yeah. great... Yeah, but you, she's just like, she's a staple. <laughs> do you remember the robot butler? <gasps> I do. I, I think, miss him. I think that was my favorite, the robot butler. Oh, my gosh. Because I always wanted, ever since I watched the Jensen's, I like, Or the wanted. people who take away your baby if you're a bad oh, parent. Oh, yeah. They're oh, my creepy. gosh. Yeah. Where does your baby go? In one of them, there was also, there were men in black as well in yes, one of the Yes, I remember that. That, yeah. like, they would come to your door if you yeah. had, like, seen and an then alien they would, or something. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is, like, taking me back. I'm Sorry for taking over your podcast. I was just <laughs> no, like, let's please. talk about the mood Sims. Yeah, moving on to Sims 3, they had the late night expansion pack. Oh, yeah. Um, that was so, the first one, I think, where you could like go out, like go yeah, out like of your a home date. into uh, yeah. the town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You like you like... can experience the nightlife, mm-hmm. um, go on a date, like a hot date. Because in all the previous games, you were just stuck in your house. You couldn't, like, if you went to work, you just kind of disappeared and you like didn't know where you were going. But now you can like go out into the town and there's even different towns and you'll see like other people's sims come into your town and like come visit you, which is cool. I'm watching a series on YouTube right now um, called The 100 Baby Challenge. And it's you. (laughs) the challenge, I guess, is you have to create a sim like a matriarch and she has to have 100 babies with 100 different parents. 
So it's basically just like getting your sim pregnant by as many people as you can. But it's interesting because when your kids grow up and like move out, then you like run into them in the town and they like meet partners and they get married and they like grow up. And it's really crazy because sims age so much faster yeah. than normal people. That so gives me like... anxiety. <laughs> yeah. That's so I just... much. But imagine it's you think lie. you're meeting a cute guy and it's actually and it's just your, your son. son. Oh, that's yeah. some southern town. Or like your son walks in while you're trying to flirt with some new guy in a bar or something. Like No. <laughs> this is a lot. Um, I love people's ambition. We oh, have yeah. to, we have to take another quick break and then we're gonna hop back into the sims Duty. right after this. Cutie. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind, so you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At BostonProper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. We are back. And uh, Claire, you were talking about how there are now mods, like people that have been mm -hmm. able to update the game and then you can play their edition of yeah, it. Yeah, so it's been around, I think, since The Sims 2. They've had the opportunity for, um, they call it custom content. And mm -hmm. so people can create their own items, their own mm -hmm. clothing, their own, but even things like animations or like career paths or like they can modify and create these things that you can then download and pretty much all of them are completely free. And you can, I have three and a half gigabytes of just custom wow. content that I've downloaded. Well, I have actually a, a big question um, because EA is uh, an interesting company. Mm -hmm. How have they responded? Because I know they're also there's a lot of like pay to download for these yeah. uh, furnitures or whatever. How have they responded now? Because it, the modding thing has been such a huge part of The Sims history. Yeah. Do you know like has it changed during The Sims Four? Because they're trying to sell packs, furniture packs, and stuff. Or? I feel like they've just kind of embraced it at this oh, point. Cool. Like because it's such a huge part of the culture. I think yeah. people would be so upset if they couldn't like do this anymore. Um, that there's they even have run like contests for custom content and stuff. Oh, like that. that's amazing! But they do have the opportunity, like in this game, for you to upload things. You know, your Sims, your houses, whatever. You can upload them to the gallery within the game, and within the game itself, people can download them. Download them from yeah. there. Yeah, that's how I feel about like totally different. But we did an episode on fan films, and sometimes mm -hmm. the company will like block them, take them down from YouTube. Yeah, I'm like, this is so weird because they're fans. Like, right? They're not on your level. Nintendo's like that a lot. Like and any content with Nintendo, they're like, and off YouTube. It's but even it's like, been an issue with like fan art at cons in the past, oh, totally. where people try to like claim stuff, and it's like these are people who love what you've made so much that they want to be a part of it. You yeah. know what I mean? But it only adds more because then the fandom gets even bigger. Mm -hmm. Like they get you know obsessive and then they're they're the ones that are backing you they're the ones that are yeah. watching your tv show going to your movie yeah they're they're the people that you don't want i would say off. it's actually more so japanese companies that i feel like are a little bit like learning how to how to navigate that yeah, yeah. i've seen that i've yeah. seen that with toy yeah, yeah. Like they're trying to like oh, okay the american like including ones or inviting co like cosplayers and yeah. um, fan film people to the like funimation yeah, events to the and stuff even yeah. to, like the film premieres. premieres and stuff like yeah. that yeah they're, yeah yeah, it's but it's a really cool thing and it's an interesting like creative outlet for a lot of people, I guess. That, you know, you can take you can even download like 
the existing items in the game and just make them a different color or like put a different fabric on them or whatever and and change it up and make it what you want. What are some of the cheats that y'all like doing? Uh, mother load that gives you <laughs> yeah gives you all the money yeah <laughs> that's what I always have to have <laughs> there was a cheat and I can't remember the name of it but it like I think it was in The Sims two it dis it, it took down the um the nudity oh what is yeah it? and oh, then they really? took it down <laughs> and everyone freaked out and then they took it down in the expansion afterwards of course there are mods it. now you can download they're like but no, it was just nice to no not have to download it and type right. in a code. <laughs> I would love if you yeah. took it down and it was just like a Barbie doll, like nothing. Right, there's nothing yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a cheat in the um, in the Sims 4. I think it was in the Sims 3 too, called Move Objects, where you're not limited by like the grid that's on the ground, oh. which was always really annoying because you're like you can't fit a thing in where you want it to go because you're stuck on this grid. Yeah. And then with the Move Objects cheat, you can literally just put stuff wherever you want. Hmm. So speaking of like the future of the Sims, because there's so many Sim games that we could talk about all the different, you know, two, three, four. There are also Sim stories, Sim carnival, Sim uh, a Sims mobile game. M- m- yeah, medieval. My Sims. Do you remember My Sims on the GameCube? Oh, oh My oh Sims. My yeah, much like uh, Animal Crossing. Yeah, it was like chibi like uh, characters. Oh, so like cute. cute little. How has the popularity of the Sims gone? Like, because I feel like The Sims 4 is a little less popular than The Sims 3. Yeah. It's more of its niche group rather than being this global thing. Do you think, is there, do you know anything about what's going, because I haven't really heard anything about, like, it seems like The Sims 4 brand is still pretty strong. It is. I know they've been trying to do a lot of stuff with, like, influencers now. So they run, like, social events where they invite mm. influencers in to, like, play the new expansion pack before it gets released and that kind of thing. So they're, I think, really trying to lean into the, like, social media aspect. Yeah, and meme culture especially, too. Mm-hmm. Like, if The Sims leans into meme culture, I think that'll change things. There are so many Sims memes. <laughs> I'm kind of worried about the future of The Sims because I'm going to be honest with you like the sims 4 even though i like some of its changes like i felt like it also lost me a little bit compared to the sims 3 where i feel like it's now a little bit more of a role playing the game than a simulation Mm -hmm. it feels less of like the pure sims game yeah yeah which i i like but it's not also it's it's also not my favorite so i am a little bit especially with uh love but they you know there's some you know yeah yeah i i do wish I miss Will Wright. Like, I really yeah. wish that his his humor and everything came back um, because I do worry that the next Sims game will be more, like, microtransaction-y, like, more Yeah, of I'm worried about that. They, they for the most part, avoided that with the exception yeah. of, like, having to buy expansion packs or, like, that kind of thing. But I am a little worried about, you know, implementing something where, like, oh, to, you know, well, you can level up in your career or you can pay $2.99 to get to the top of it on your own. I could you know? I could honestly see because of EA's track record, I could see them going into a f- just all free to play market. Yeah. Like I could see that. Yeah. Um so I'm kind of a little bit worried, but then I also think of like what's going on with Have you played Stardew Valley? No, but I know of it. You know that's going to be like your new crack, right? I, I this is why I haven't played it yet. <laughs> it's like you play that and you're like and I'm done. And I'm done. Um no yeah, I think there will be an indie developer that makes the new, the real new Sims. The real if, new Sims. If you know what I mean yeah, like that. Like the replacement some, in our hearts. Yeah, the replacement in our <laughs> hearts. I feel like there's a level of nostalgia, though, around it, especially for our generation, yeah. um, that will always probably exist. It is kind of crazy because they they announced way back in 2007 that they wanted to do a live action film of The Sims, which you, to me is so weird. It's like it's just that? real life. Yeah, how would um, you do that? Yeah. Well, I mean, it could be like, uh, blah, 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 like we're trapped in a simulation. No, no. I don't know. Like are the the was whole it, time. Oh, right. Oh, the tru- was it the Truman Show? Wait, what's the show? The Truman Show. The Truman Show. There's ways to do that. I would watch a Sims movie if it was. So the rights were bought by. 20th Century Fox, which means that now Disney would be the one <laughs> making. Okay, give us Sims Land at Disneyland. <laughs> oh my gosh. Everybody um, who walks in gets like one of the little plum bob, the little. Game. Oh yeah, instead of, or they could have two, so it'd be like their version of mouse ears. Your Mickey ears on yeah. it. So it was written by Brian Lynch, the man responsible for writing the scary. Scary Movie 3. Interesting. And the film was to be produced by John Davis, who did Norbit and Aragon, but it looks like according to everything else on here that it never went through. How, Just based on how many games and nostalgia that they're trying to capitalize on, I, I w- would bet someone out here in this town is currently trying to pitch a Sims game. I have game. no doubt that someone is currently. I mean, as long as it's on the level of this new Sonic the Hedgehog movie, right. I'll be very happy. <laughs> right. 
I want a sim to look like that. <laughs> <laughs> weirdly human legs. Yeah. Well, it's live action, but I wonder if it would be like what Disney's doing where it's like Lion King where it's like it's live action but it's still all animated. Right. So like all the or people like the are still all Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. all of the sims are still like highly CGI'd. But I also would feel bad cuz I don't want to hear sims talk. Yeah, I don't want to hear Sim speak English, but you know people wouldn't sit through an entire movie where they had to read subtitles for Sim. No, you know that they which wouldn't. is fascinating because they'll sit through literal hours of gameplay, right? Uh, but I guess because right. they're well, and then people on Twitch will watch people playing game, right? But I think Sim, it's like, that the cool thing about Simlish is you can imagine what they're saying. Yeah, you don't have to understand it, but if yeah. it was the entire dialogue of a film. You would kind of be missing something if you could. I think there'd well, be then, a part where they'd be talking in what we think is English, and then someone else would be watching them from afar and be like, blah, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. Right, right. Well, yeah, maybe it's one of those things where it's like a Pokemon situation where somebody can understand them. Right. And then eventually the Sim is, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to give a spoiler, and I was no, like, there's no. no Chris, you can give a spoiler. No, I mean, oh, never mind. I was going to do a callback spo- to oh. the Pikachu. I was like, oh, I can't oh, do that. Okay, never mind. Because I, I don't want to give away the ending. Spoiler for the non <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, no. I know that they're going to do this. Um, yeah, I feel like they, I don't know. There's so many, I, honest to God, there's so many other video games to tackle before this one. Yeah. So, the idea of like someone from our world being trapped as a sim is an interesting like, yeah. concept. Yeah. And maybe and, like, they can't get out. Someone controlling their life. Yeah, someone in their stuck and they have to live with these boundaries. And I think the thing that's interesting about The Sims is like the boundaries in The Sims, like how that world works is just like people know now. Even if they've never right. played the game, they've seen enough memes yeah, where they know how Yeah, you do kind of understand intuitively how the how sim world functions. I did like what you were saying that they need like consent in order to take mm-hmm. to bite somebody. Yeah, is Wait, that in in most scenarios? I don't, I don't know, but yeah, as as far as I know, like you need to ask. You need to be like, hey, um, do you want to like? And if, also, if you want to turn them into a vampire, like either they have to ask you or you need to ask them. And like, well, you can be rejected from a woohoo. Too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was can... telling Danny this. This is a fun Sims fact: is the development team is forty percent female, which is the highest, I believe, out of any video game development team as far as the Sims Four lately. Interesting. Which is still sad that the highest is forty percent right. of women. Right. I thought like they're like it's the highest. I was like, I thought it was gonna be like seventy or sixty. It's like no, still forty. Forty. Yeah, it is a very fem. Like there is a female uh, empowered group behind The Sims, which is why it's very progressive. An interesting thing I noticed speaking of like the the sort of feminist aspect, when watching the 100 Baby Challenge, it actually, um, when you get pregnant, like your Sims body actually changes. If you've had multiple kids, they don't just stay the same. Like, you know, you don't, if you're like a skinny Sim, you don't just stay a skinny Sim. Your body actually changes permanently from having children in the game the way that it does in real life, yeah. which is really interesting. That's not something I've seen yeah. in any Sim iteration before. I feel like we could talk about The Sims for hours. We were just <laughs> saying that like we have so much, we don't have enough time, and we have so many no. facts, and so many people are going to be upset because there's no. too many Sims facts. No, there's so many Sims games and and all the Sim City games, and we're just tackling The Sims. Um, we'll have to have you guys. We'll have to have you both back on the to Sims. talk more. We should just do like a whole like Sim City Spore. We could have a whole Sim conversation podcast. about Spore. Yeah, the whole like Will Write podcast behind it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Spore is amazing if you're not familiar. Spore is the most fascinating game yeah. development thing. Like I'm wet thinking about it because it went <laughs> so wrong, and it could have been like the best, most amazing game ever. Yeah, we will bring you both on. This was just an intro for people to the Sims. They're both heavily involved in this <laughs> gameplay of this. And thank you both for coming on. I know it was uh, a hectic week for all of us, but we did it. We, we did talked it. About we Sims. did it. And happy E3, everyone. Yay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Chris, this... did you want to plug? Oh, yeah. I want to plug. Uh, so, you can follow us at, at LA Gamers, G A Y M E R M E R S. And uh, we're having a Pride uh, slash E3 party on Tuesday of E3, which is the day that this is going out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go by Precinct. We we have some free swag from a lot of different companies. And we're going to be raising money for Project Q, which is a transgender uh, wellness center uh, in Los Angeles that helps teens and kids transition. Yeah, oh, I'll be amazing. there. And you can Perfect. come and hang out with us and, Get and a win drink. some stuff. When, mm-hmm. uh, we're, I think we're raffling a Switch and a PS4. Yeah. yeah, Claire. Where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me on the internet in a variety of places. I am at Maximum Claire on Instagram, at Claire Max on Twitter. 
you can add Max Claire on the origin store if you want to be my friend and play uh, Sims and download Yay. download my Sims creations. <laughs> yeah. Can we download you? you? So the funny thing is, I was working on this like creation of my best friend Molly and I to like play the Strangerville game together. And I built us this gorgeous. We have a pink Victorian mansion. It's perfect. And I made like the most perfect Sim of her. And I spent hours and I just like could not make a Sim of myself that I liked. And I think it's some of like some kind of thing of like not having a clear vision of how I look in my head. You have to go on Fiverr. Yeah, I have, to, Fiverr I have to have somebody else. I have to have somebody else make yeah, a sim of me. Yeah, you should. I was just like, I have to just like ask Molly, just like make my sim. I made your sim. You make my sim. Yeah. I just like you can't. I can't be happy with the sim of myself. <laughs> yeah. I am at Ms. Danny Fernandez. Thank you, everyone, Thank you. For, <laughs> for hanging out. Um, Ify and I will figure out our schedules. We'll be back together. And uh, I don't know. It's still a good thing, though, to be busy. Being busy is good. Yeah. yeah In this town. Good. We're all good. And as we always say, stay nerdy. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.